This is On The Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back. You're on the block ESPN radio. So glad to have you here on this Thursday. Mere 12 shopping days till Christmas, kids. Syracuse fans got a great uh, early Christmas gift yesterday. Thanks to our next guest who uh, joined us a mere 23 hours ago. But uh, hey, why not? Let's let's keep the, the streak going. Ladies and gentlemen, a pleasure as always uh, to welcome on the athletic director at Syracuse University, John Wildhack. Uh, John, long time no talk. How are you, sir? I'm good, Brent. How's the last 23 hours of your life been? It's been spectacular. <laughs> how, how about you, my friend? It's been that's uh, been great. Yeah, I would imagine today was a day that you actually, you know, enjoyed opening up your email, right? <laughs> um, you know, the, the reaction has been uh, has been fantastic, and it's. Um, you know, I just I really thank our fans. Um, it's it's been awesome, and you know, I always kid. I tell I tell our staff. I said, "There's no such thing as 100% approval rating." Well, I'm wrong because um, <laughs> this extension has received 100% approval rating. Yeah, you got to ride that way to to hit the beach, certainly. But that is something that a lot of people were anticipating and asking for, and, and something we didn't get into last night, John, because we were kind of reacting to the breaking news and going through some particulars. And you're very kind with some of the details that you did give us, but. I brought it up earlier in the show that, you know, I let, let me ask you this. Had the fans not been as vocal as they were about doing this, would it have gotten done at the time frame that it did? Yes. Yeah, I would have. Um, because, this, you know, this is something we thought I thought about started preparing for back in August in the anticipation that you know, we'd have a, a terrific 2018 season. I, I did not think it would be a 9-3 and three season. Let me be you know, very, very uh, specific on that. But I wanted to be prepared for it in case it was the right time, um, which it was. So, uh, but, you know, it's, it was, it was heartening to see the, uh, the fans react um, the way that they did. Did the passion from the fan base, you know, kind of reassure what you were thinking about extending the deal and, and being prepared for this? Cause I feel like they, the, the fans, deserve some credit for this. I think, you know, you want to hear from your fan base one way or the other, and I think they made it loud and clear that, you know, they wanted Dino Babers to be the guy to lead them into, you know, however long we're going here, long-term was the extension of the contract, and I think fans have made it pretty clear they want to see Dino uh, at the helm of this thing for a long time to come. Well, I think, you know, I mean, it, it's, again, I think it was a, you know, a sense of validation that we were doing the right thing. Um it's um, it, w- it was it was just great to see their passion and how much they care and they wanted to get this done and um, if anything it was you know, it was kind of a sense extra motivation to get it done and get it done for them um, and now that you know we've made the commitment to Dino he's made the commitment to us is I want to see that same passion. You know, in Orlando in a week and a half, and I want to, and we need to see it six times next year in the Dome when we host, you know, when we host ACC opponents or non-conference opponents, because if we can marshal the passion that's been displayed in the past, you know, 48 hours or before that in support of Coach Babers and translate that into, into attendance and the atmosphere at the Dome, we will have a home atmosphere which is as good as any in college football. John, what are the other steps in an extension like this? You've brought up a few of these things. I mean, there's there's dot and I's and cross and T's about, 
his contract, and I know there's some particulars that you know you'd rather not go into, and I and I respect that. There is things you've brought up about you know maybe more private jets for recruiting trips, and certainly the facilities have been worked on here. What are some other things you can tell us that this extension brings with it? Well, I mean, it's it's really kind of in a sense a lot of it's a culmination of work that we've been doing over the past you know 27 months, and a lot of it with Dino and I sitting down. You know, to, together, and I, you know, what what do we need? You know, tell me what we need. You know, the reason why. One of the things I like, I love working with him is when he comes with a thought or suggestion. You know, it's always well thought out. And in terms of your know, recruiting, you know, we, we needed to up our ante on recruiting from a personnel standpoint back here, from you know being able to to tr- travel him pri- in private aircraft when necessary, so that he can be on the road and he can make two or three visits in a day. And one of the things that we did, or I mean, early when I got here, is I what the other ACC schools, what are they doing that we're not? And you know, and we were behind. And, you know, I think now we're, you know, in the really important areas, you know, we're, we're you know, we're competitive uh, with other AC school, ACC schools. And we need to be because that's who we're competing against day in and day out. Not only, you know, when we play them in our 12 in our eight conference games, but, you know, from a recruiting perspective, from a facility, from a development perspective, academic support, strength and conditioning, you know, you name it. John, uh, you've made the joke several times that uh, this was an arranged marriage. You came in and, and Dino was already here. Does, you know, extending this deal and moving forward in this way make it feel more like this is a, a true partnership that you two have been in it from the beginning? Yeah, it does. And, and, you know, and it's been a great partnership from my perspective. I think it's been a great partnership from, from frankly, from the day that I was named. I mean, the, the day after I was named, I was back home in Connecticut, um, because I still had a month at ESPN, and I think we were on the phone at 7:30 that morning, and, and, and talking about things that we needed to, you know, that we needed to address, and things that needed to be addressed immediately upon my arrival. So, it's been it's been a great partnership, and um, it's it's one that you know I'm I'm personally delighted, you know, will continue for many years to come. Would you mind sharing some people that you heard from since this has been announced that uh, you're like, wow, that was pretty cool that they were excited that this has happened. It was just like, you know, it was so many people, you know, thank you. Um, this is the greatest day of my life with the exception of maybe my marriage or when my kids were born. And maybe it was even better than my marriage, but please don't tell my wife or don't tell my husband, you know, th- you know things, things of that nature. But um, people, were, you know, people were really, really excited um, in a sense that I think also a sense that, hey, you know what? We are making a commitment to football, and we are making a commitment to 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 not only get good but to keep it good. And that's you know, and that's exactly what we want to do. Is you know, we don't want nine and three to be an aberration. You know, we, we want we want to be competitive every year in our division because if we are Brent, we will be ranked, we'll be relevant nationally, we'll get plenty of national coverage, plenty of nationally televised games, and if you know, and when we win the ACC Atlantic, then you're playing in the ACC championship game. John Wildhack is our guest, the athletic director at Syracuse University. Uh, we also spoke with John last night on the eve of the on the uh, heels, I should say, of the breaking news. So, if you want to hear more about specifically the conversation we had about Dino, you can listen to that conversation at ESPNSyracuse.com. Moving on to some other things, John, um, Camping World Bowl approaching. So, what's kind of the agenda here? When does the team go down? What are some of the things they'll be doing in Orlando? What what should fans expect? You know, right around Camping World Bowl time. 
You know, we've got uh, the team will, will go down on uh, the morning of the 24th, so the morning of Christmas Eve, um, and it'll be relatively quiet uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day in terms of official activities. You know, the team will practice on the 25th, 6th, and 7th, and then uh, really 26th and 27th, there'll be events at the bowl stages. Um, there'll be tailgate that we have prior to to, uh, to the game on the 28th. So there'll be you know there'll be a number of activities, and I think it'll be I think it'll be a really f- good experience for our fans who go down. And we also recognize a lot of our fans you know they want to go down and they want to go to Universal for the day, right? Or they want to go to Disney for the day. So it's um, you know it, it, I think it'll be a really good experience. Will the teams get to either one of those places, or, or maybe yeah, not yeah, time? they'll have the opportunity. Yes. Oh, cool. Okay, excellent. I want a picture of uh, Babers. On Space Mountain with uh, Mickey Mouse ears. Is that- I, I want to ride Tower of Terror and see how he does. <laughs> there you go. I he'll he'll love Disney Hollywood Studios, right? Absolutely. He'll, be, he'll, he'll dig that. I mean, by the way, you worked at ESPN, so you know it's it's owned by Disney. How many times did you make it to Disney World? Well, my wife my wife worked at Disney when she was in school at Rollins College, and then when she graduated for three and a half years. So my kids have been there every year since they were born. Oh wow! So Fantastic. we've been there a lot, and um, you know, if I had a dollar for every time I rode rock and roller coaster with my kids, <laughs> I'd own an island someplace. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, John, basketball-wise, uh, we brought this up briefly last night. It's worth circling back on for those that didn't hear it. You know, Georgetown, the rivalry. What For those that, that did, maybe didn't hear last night's conversation, because that's another big thing that people are asking you about. What's the next step with Georgetown and assuring that that rivalry goes forward or, or just examining if that rivalry can go forward? Yeah, Brent, it's a good question, and um, we will examine it. I, I really want to sit down with Coach because we've got to look at next year the ACC goes to a 20 conference games. So that takes two play dates off the table right away. Then there's a 21st game between with the ACC Big Ten Challenge. All right, so that's another date that's spoken for. And then we've got our event, you know, our multi-team event, um, and next year we're in the Barclays Center. Um, so we really got to look at all right, what's left in the schedule, um, which of our kind of traditional state um, schools do we want to continue to play, um, and then what's the impact of going to 20 conference games because you're adding two high-quality games to your schedule. And, and my sense, my gut is, with, that, with next year being the first year of the ACC Network, is, you know, they will our, – our two additional conference games, I would expect, would be against high-profile teams. I don't know that for certain, but I would expect that because they're going to need great content to make sure they drive distribution for the network. Basketball-wise, you know, they had a thrilling win over Georgetown, and you get Old Dominion on Saturday, Buffalo, another tough team on Tuesday, a few more, and then before you know it, ACC play will be here. Uh, what's been your view of Jim Beheim's squad so far, and, and, and what kind of season you think they can have? Well, I think, you know, I think Coach said it really well after, you know, after the Georgetown game. It's, you know, we're not where we need to be yet, and obviously we are with Frank still coming back from his injury. You know, Jalen Carey lost, I think, about three weeks in the preseason when he went down with an ankle you know so we got to get everybody healthy we got to get them cohesive and I still think I think there's tremendous potential for this team but um, you know the the schedule is I mean it it is a challenging challenging schedule I mean Buffalo's ranked 14th for a reason 
you know, they're undefeated. I, I remember vividly their first round game last year in the tournament where they took Arizona, who was a favorite, you know, kind of a favorite amongst the experts to make the final four, and they blew them out of the building. So, you know, next Tuesday is going to be a big-time basketball game. John, let's go around some of the other winter sports, women's basketball and hockey and some of the other things happening and, and get in, what's what stood out to you. What, what's uh, an update we can hear on everybody else? Yeah, I think hoops is uh, – women's hoops, I think, is, is off to a really good start. I mean, we got two losses, but they're against ranked teams on the road, and they went down the last possession. And I think this team will continue to grow. There's great talent. There's great depth. Um, I, I think this has the opportunity to be a really – a really special year for uh, for our women's basketball program. John, as uh, you continue discussions with Nike, I mean, it seems like uh, you're getting close to an agreement with them. We'll, we'll wait for official word on that. Um, what, what? I mean, well, I know the obvious stuff, you know, the, the branding, the sneakers, the apparel. What else comes with a deal with a, a, a company like that for Syracuse University? What are some of the things maybe people don't know about that, you know, helps that partnership? You know, it's it's more, you know, Brent, it's it's really based on branding and it's based on, you know, we want to put our, our 600 student athletes, so every team, we want to put them in, you know, the best equipment possible. And I think one thing that, you know, Nike has done, and, you know, you talk to our coaches or coaches around the country, and, you know, Nike is known for the quality of their product and just not, you know, the shoes, et cetera, that type of thing, but, it, you know, the uniforms, the practice gear, and all that's really, really important. So, you know, it's really driven, the decision is driven by all right, what, what can we do to provide our 600 student athletes with the best product available? And, John, uh, I wanted to end on this note. Um, on kind of a more serious note, but certainly something that we're all thinking about. Uh, we saw the recent 60 Minutes interview and our, our friend Tim Green and, and what he's dealing with now. And it's been amazing to see the reaction from the community. I think they've raised over a million dollars in the Tackle ALS uh, effort that he's put out there. How is Syracuse assisting that? What can Syracuse do for Tim? And, and what, what have you seen uh, since that announcement came out. Well, I think you know the, the best way that you know we all can assist is uh, you know whatever we can, if we have the wherewithal to, to donate to to the cause, so that we can you know accelerate the research um, associated with ALS would be terrific. And you know I was fortunate enough to uh, to have lunch with Tim and his lovely wife Alicia and um, his son Troy and Troy's wife you know, about uh, about two weeks ago, and we we had a wonderful you know two two and a half hours together and. Yeah, Tim's just he's it's a great just an amazing family, very, very close family. Um everybody's just so smart, so impressive. You know, Tim is is so optimistic, um, he's so upbeat. Um it was a really special, you know, two, two and a half hours and Tim is to me it, it represents kind of the quintessential Syracuse student athlete, right? Somebody who was you know an All American on the field and you know a Rhodes Scholar candidate off the field, and you know what he did after his playing career was over in terms of broadcasting, in terms of being an author, practicing law, you know the fact that he's still you know coach helping coach Skinny Atlas now, um, special person, special family. John. Uh... Can't tell you how much I appreciate your time both today and yesterday with all the uh, big breaking news happening and other things that we have discussed here in the past couple of days. Uh, so uh, if, if we don't talk again on the air, happy holidays to you and yours, certainly. Uh, continued luck and success. And uh, ride that 100% approval rating as far as you can take it, my friend. <laughs> thanks, Brent. I appreciate it. Happy holidays to you. And, you know, again, thanks, uh, thanks to our fans. 
Thank you, John. That's John Wildhack, ladies and gentlemen, athletic director at Syracuse University, of course, kind enough to join us here even after I came on yesterday in the wake of the breaking news. So if you wanted a little bit more on the kind of yesterday, we went really in on the football stuff, reacting to the contract extension. And we talked to John for about, I think it was about 12, 13 minutes last night. And pretty much every question there was football wise. Tonight, a couple more things on football, reaction to it, but there were some other things I wanted to get there. Get to there, pardon me. So we played some of the football clips back earlier, but if you want to hear it, that's up at ESPNSyracuse.com in the audio vault.